I was walking to the West Side Highway with my dog. He's his leash was like extending the sidewalk, and then she was like, "Move your fucking dog!" And my and I have like a bad quality where I'll just immediately be like. Oh, really, bitch? You know. Oh, my gosh. But I use more. And so we just, like, expletive. I just, I don't know why. More what? I'm just like. Worse than like, that? You fucking crazy cunt. Like, <laughs> oh really? God, no, yeah, I no. just, I go right to cunt. No. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to Working It Out. Uh, that is the voice of Chloe Feynman. That's, that's, that's a little snippet from the middle of the episode in the slow round that is such a funny story. Uh, Chloe Feynman is an amazingly funny and talented cast member on SNL. Uh, this episode is one of my faves. It's just so darn funny. Uh, there's a lot happening. Um, the show starts on Broadway this week. The Old Man in the Pool, a show that I, that you've been a part of all through over 84 episodes with many guests and uh, and across the country and around the world and outdoor shows and virtual shows is culminating at the Vivian Beaumont Theater at Lincoln Center. Um, if you are having a hard time finding uh, affordable tickets, which I understand, the website is a little odd in terms of how it directs you to super expensive tickets. Um, here's what I'd recommend. On telecharge, there's if you go to the seating charts, there's some $44 seats or $48 seats, and the seats are all great. The, 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 the sight lines are incredible in this theater. The other thing is on Today Ticks, there's, I want to say, like, tickets in the 30s, 40s, and 50s through the holidays, through through Christmas. So there's just if, if you're frustrated with how expensive the tickets are, just, like, fish around uh, a little bit. Go on Today Ticks. Get the Today Ticks app. I was doing it myself last night because I was trying to understand it. And that's certainly where I'm going to send Joe Birbiglia to buy tickets. No. <laughs> the, um, uh, but I'm so excited about the show. It's so cool. The design uh, of the set by Beowulf Barrett and the lighting design and the projections, all these things that are really, really amazing. We're all super proud of. And if you're on my Instagram, you might notice that I just announced I, I play a small role in a beautiful film that Tom Hanks stars in called A Man Called Otto. comes out over Christmas. I highly recommend that. It's, it's like a beautiful, heartwarming film. And then I'm in a, I'm in a music video that, I, that I've known about for a long time, but I've kept secret, and that's on my Instagram as well. And that's super, super fun and exciting. Uh, today, we are joined by Chloe Feynman. Chloe is uh, just a wildly talented person. In addition to being this incredible cast member on SNL who does amazing impressions, she's in Noah Baumbach's film White Noise that comes out this fall which with Greta Gerwig and, I, and this incredible cast. I mean, Noah Baumbach's movies are, I think, just some of my favorite films of all time. And so I'm thrilled that she's in that. I can't wait to see it. She and I reference how we're about to do a benefit for the NRDC, the Natural Resources Defense Council, an organization I think is amazing. Um, she she works out material from that performance on the show today in real time. Uh, she thinks it's going to go terribly. Uh, spoiler alert, it went great. She killed. People loved her. And uh, we read, oh, first of all, we referenced Sarah Sherman, who's also on SNL. If you haven't listened to the Sarah Sherman episode of Working It Out, go back and listen to that. It's like four episodes ago. And also, oh, I should point out that 
you, you might have noticed there's, there's cursing in the in the cold open. It's, you know, it's very rare today. Uh, but but uh, there is cursing a little bit through the show today, but not super dirty. But there's yeah, there's cursing. So just so you know, if you're if you have a five year old and you don't want them to start saying all these words all the time, then maybe uh, maybe this isn't for you. Uh, enjoy my conversation with the great Chloe Feynman. As you're pulling up, I thought of you because I had there's construction next door, mm-hmm. so I had to do that thing with all like movie and TV things. You have to be like, "Hey, are you gonna keep drilling for it? Because it's loud and uh-huh. you know." And the guy goes, um, "He's Irish." He goes, "It'll be about a half hour." And then I did. I'm an amateur impressionist. You're a professional impressionist. Uh-huh. I do this thing. I immediately in person. Yeah. I in I literally go. It's gonna be about a half, half hour, hour to myself. Half hour. Really, you didn't audibly no. do it back. Yeah, no, but and then he's right there. Wow. Do you have that? Because I that is that I, like a rookie move on my no, part? No, no. I like wherever I am, change my voice. <laughs> really? Hundred percent. Oh, so in other words, you become the person you're talking to. Yeah, or like, yeah, or if I'm in London, I'm British. If I'm in France, and I'll speak English and it's bad, but I'll be like, "Um, excuse me. Oh my God, that's so funny. I'm wondering, yeah, like, like I can't help it. And then I think when I get back to here, I become like nasally and I am Jewier than I normally sound. Interesting, but you are Jewish. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like (laughs) angry. You mean you're Jewish. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. It's really People funny. from Philadelphia, like it just changes. It's crazy. It's I bad. I did it in Massachusetts for sure because I grew up in Worcester. And okay. Yeah, when I'm around there, I'm just like, are we going for fish? You know, it's like, <laughs> what, am I t- what am I saying? Right, right. Well, we're vessels. Are we going to have hamburgers? Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm With like, younger people, it's when I feel the most pathetic. Well, because oh, I'll that's be like, interesting. yeah. And they were like, no, I know, like literally, you know, and I know. <sighs> I feel older than everybody this year. This is the year oh, where I'm, I'm woman now. Because it's your third year on the show? Well, I'm 34, but I've always identified as 27. But now I feel like <laughs> I've I'm- I've always identified I really have, like, since 10, just, like, 20, like early, mid-20s. And now I'm that. older than everybody. I get that. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. So- Everyone's younger. I've always looked about 40. <laughs> and now I'm 44, and I'm like, great. You're 40. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. It caught up with me. <laughs> but did you always feel like they, a, like a younger person looking up to other people and now yeah. you look like you're an older person who needs to mentor other people coming up? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm just not. Um, famously, uh, my, my first great Halloween costume in kindergarten was to be a little lady. So I've been dying to be an adult since a very young oh, age. Oh, really? Yeah, I was a young adult for Halloween. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I just wore like go, like more mature child's clothing. Did you do like a like a middle aged woman voice when you did that part? I don't. I was just like they're like, "What are you?" And I was like, "A little lady." Like oh I'm a young gosh. adult. I just wanted to be a teen. Like I always wanted to just be ten years older than I was. I don't know why. Oh my gosh! And then you on Letterman, you did like bird calls. Yeah. And that's like your TV debut. Like, that was so gross. I was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah, that was, I come from a, 
I grew up in Berkeley, and then my parents moved to like right. bougier Bay Area with oh. like traditions. There is bougier Bay Area. And to me, like Berkeley's Marin not, or something. Yeah, like Marin next to Berkeley, like oh, okay. the the Marin of the East Bay. Oh, okay. And they have traditions. Oh. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Biotech dad did better. Ah, okay. Yeah. They didn't want to be sure. in Berkeley. Um, and so there's like a, it's been going on for like, I don't know, 60, maybe a hundred years, this bird calling contest. Oh, so that's like a big thing. It's like a tradition. Yeah. And then everyone does like sketch comedy. Right. And then if you have a skit that's funny with your bird call, then you're flown to Letterman. Oh my God. No way. Yeah. And we didn't win, me and my and friend. you did a pee foul. A pee, yeah, whoa. You I, I looked it up. Yeah. I looked it up. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. And that was the part I went, ah, ah, and then my friend went, ah, 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 and that was our call. When you do that, I'm like, I should quit comedy. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> Wait, I can teach you something that okay, I learned. Okay, okay. Because it was scary to do the bird call, but this is a turkey. You just go like. Take your yeah. hand and just go. Yeah, that open. Yeah, that's what's fun. Yeah, there you go. You just did it. It's fun, actually. I will say, having a seven-year-old daughter is fun for just that kind of silliness. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Because you can just do silly bird calls and this and that. And then they laugh and they laugh. Yeah, and you don't fear failing. Right. Because kids don't fear failure really. They're like the ultimate improvisers. I mean, they fear failure you but sound in a like, different you way. You sound just like my dad. <laughs> oh, really? Is he says that he's like an that? Impro- he's like, improv is my religion. That's his new... Does he improvise? Oh, yeah. No oh, kidding. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Since I was a small child, every Saturday at the Fort Mason Center in San Francisco. I don't know You've why I put cameras on. Me. Oh, yeah. As he's gotten older, it's his religion now, which is a crazy thing to say. It's funny because that's... I, I, it's not, it's not a religion for me, but I definitely think like the most I've learned from anything is learning the rules of improv. Yeah. He did it when I was a little kid, when my mom was pregnant with my sister, I went to my dad's improv class and would like run on stage. But then in now he was going alone, but like is so attached to my mom. He was like manipulating her to also go to improv, but she's a painter and, and really like, introverted and to her it was hell yeah but then she finally got into it because she had a depression with her paint all her paintings were black supposedly i don't know that's how she shows depression she's like my waspy mom yeah and now she's painting and hilarious and then my dad does this gross i think it's cute but to me it's disgusting where he'll be like your mom was so funny in improv today. Oh my like, god! Like you should have seen this when your I can't mom did. Take this. Yeah. <laughs> so they go. Sometimes they were going twice a week. Now it's I think mostly Saturdays. But there's a period. They're both retired, and this is what they do. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like the quintessential inverse of sort of me and a lot of other comedians who's mm-hmm. like my dad was a doctor, my mom right. was a nurse, and so <laughs> me being a comedian was just like true disappointment. Right. And with you, it's like your parents are improvisers and painters. Painter, and they're like, improviser. what are you going to do, Chloe? <laughs> yeah, I had I had to do something creative. That's in, that's wild. Yeah. Did you feel pressure to? Um, For real? I don't, I always, no, I, well, my sister's a painter. My oh my grandma gosh. was a painter. My yeah. grandfather was a painter. Yeah. Um, I think like my sister and I, or I don't know. I feel like we're kind of like the royal Tenenbaum. There's three of us. 
And I was a good painter, but then my sister was so much better. So then it was like, you do that psychotically, I'll do wig life. And then my older sister's- (laughs) Wig life. Wig life. That's what we call it. (laughs) That is so funny. And then my older sister is like fitness. She's a competitive CrossFit. Read this, yeah. Yeah. So it really reminds me of- like a well-known CrossFit person. Yeah. She's she's crushing it in the community. (laughs) I think she was fifth this year. Whoa. In the world for her wow. age group. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah. So so I found you, uh, your comedy, through Instagram because Jack Antonoff, who, who we're cool. mutually friends with, is awesome. Uh-huh. And was, was literally like at lunch one day, like he showed me, he goes, it was uh, you doing Greta Gerwig. This is before you got SNL. Uh-huh. It was you doing Greta Gerwig. And it was like... A lot, I have a lot of questions on this. First of all, okay. so then I was like, I was following you, and then you got SNL, uh-huh. and so then I felt like I was part of, even though we didn't know each other, I was like, part of the journey. The journey. I was on the journey with you. <laughs> Do you have a lot of people like that who are excited that they Most, followed you before you got on? Yeah, I think, like, I don't really get stopped on the street that much. Ooh, what was me? <laughs> um, but when I do, it's usually like, I was following you before. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 the that's from cool. the first al- they they had the first album yeah yeah that feels like special and yeah. then I always am like what it could have been if I just kept doing that but oh well here we are now what what do you think it would have been I don't know I don't it's it's like this weird thing where the internet's so important and and on the show we're also doing internet I don't know I know I'm grateful I like what I'm I like my life you're you're like the first generation though of people who are cast on SNL from being on online. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But I but it's kind of phenomenal in a way because yeah. in some ways it's like it actually is the Olympics of comedy. Right. In in a certain way like yeah. there is a democratization of comedy where mm-hmm. it's like if you're good enough on Instagram and your friend is showing you at lunch, you got to see this Greta Gerwig impression yeah. like you win. Yeah. I don't know. I think that seems pretty fair. Yeah, I hope. I don't know. It did help I think get on the show. I, well, the first time I met Lauren, the first thing he said to me was, "So what's with the Instagram?" Oh my God, what's with the Instagram? And I was like, "What is Instagram?" I think I, <laughs> I misunderstood, and I like explained what Instagram was, uh, which is crazy. I just yeah. saw behind you. It says a hundred penises plus one hundred vaginas. Yeah, no, the, the, I do. I, it's a very sophisticated operation we're running right here. <laughs> no, I have all my cards. <laughs> On the wall of like jokes that hundred pieces, hundred vaginas actually is in the old man in the pool show that you saw in Los Angeles. When was now? I'm trying to the YMCA pool memory. Oh, a hundred penises, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. context. Okay, yep, yep, yep. I got it. Got it. So, um, no, I was thrilled when you came to Mark Taper Farm in Los Angeles. It was was like super fun, and then we. And we like hung afterwards outside mm-hmm. for a while, and then it, yeah. it became almost like I uh, you rarely had a talk have back. this. It was like a talk back. <laughs> yeah. It was like a it was like a little press conference. Yeah, <laughs> like people just started shooting questions at uh-huh. me. We were right by the fountain. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So oh, so the Irish guy. So so the so the I asked the guy out front how long he was going to drill for, and he was like, oh, about a half hour. And then I'm thinking, oh, about a half hour, about a half hour. And then I was like. So about impressions, and it's like, am I with with like the discussion of cultural appropriation right now? It's like, am I allowed to do Irish? A hundred percent. It's all you have. <laughs> because no, I'm Irish and Italian. No, yeah, I'm just like when people are like, obviously the, the big nose are like, 
Well, I'm not even going to say them. They're so obvious. But yeah. then the few, like, Italian, well, I don't know. You can't do a Latino or a black character, yeah. probably, yeah. right? Yeah, and I think, like, uh, train, you know, gender stuff, I, I'm really sensitive right. to. Right, right, You wouldn't play a gay, gay yeah. or Yeah, like when Giorgio Siwa yeah. decided to come out, I was like, oh, oh great. But I'm so sensitive to it. I, it's probably fine. I think I'm just, like, yeah, sensitive to it. Right. But Italian, for someone to say I can't be Italian is crazy. That's all I have. I'm not. I'm like a white. Look at how white I am. I'm so blonde. Right. I have like four things I can do. I have like four things <laughs> I can do. I. You know what I always do as like a to hedge mm-hmm. is if I'm doing I'll I'll be telling a story because a lot yeah. of it is storytelling, right? Like yeah. It's like it's like I was in France and mm-hmm. then someone said to me like oh, excuse me as yeah. you know and you're like what I say is like. I'm going to do a bad French accent. Yeah, I do that pretty much with everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is terrible, but I'm not stopping. <laughs> I, and, but, you, but you're like the best of the best, and you still say that. Oh, I'm not the best. I think I have a few that I'm proud of, and then a lot I'm like, oof. Really? Oh, yeah. What are you most proud of? What am I most proud Um. Uh, I mean, what just came to I am proud of my Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, I know. I, I, I am actually proud of that. Because that I, took me a long time to find it. Oh, is that true? Yeah. But I love, I, I did my college essay on her. So I've watched at, hundreds of hours of that woman, that star. Um, so I met Meryl Streep a few years ago because I was hosting the DGA honors. Amazing. And they were honoring Ang Lee. So uh-huh. Bernie Weaver gave that. And then... um. And then Meryl Streep gave it for for um, for Anne Roth, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, costumer Amazing. of all time, and hilarious person, very funny yeah, person. We were Anne Roth. Holy cow! Yeah, I didn't know exactly who she was, and I'm in White Noise, Noah Baumbach's latest movie. You are? Yeah. Oh, that's no one's gonna so know it's me cool. because Noah was like. I, for whatever reason, was like, bring a wig. And I didn't know if he was joking. Oh, my God, that's so and funny. And so I brought a wig, and Ann was like, I think that's adorable. I think that's great. And oh. so I wore my own wig in the movie. That's, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, but she was really funny. Oh, Ann Roth is hilarious. And actually, we should give a shout-out to Ann Roth. Yeah. Works on all of No Bombax movies. Yeah. And 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 Devil Wears Prada and like all, like many of yeah. the great movie yeah. costuming movies. She's like, yeah, she reminded I had teachers like her just like cut, they're all cut from this like magical kind of like down here. Yeah. Genius cloth. I loved being around her. I want to say she's 90 years old. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this was maybe her last unless she's doing another one. I don't know. You're in White Noise? Yeah. I'm so excited about yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah. Coming out this fall? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to, I think it's premiering. I did ADR for it two days ago. I think it's premiering on the 30th here. No, Bombag is like one of my favorite film directors of all time. Yeah, it was great. Is that, is, by the way, is that the direction you're going, which is like acting in serious films or serious comedic films? I find films? myself having, doing the things I always wanted to do. I went to, I was a theater, I was like a drama major. I yeah. wanted to do classical theater. Yeah. And then really like wound up. Right, you went to Tish. Yeah, Tish. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And I was good. I can call. <laughs> I was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I was wow. like Chekhov, baby, tears, tears for days. Uh, and then just like slipped, really had a hard time trying to have a career as an actor. So I think like 
my what I get excited about is like the these fancy little things, like a no bomb back or yeah. And I find like the last I don't know ever since I've gotten been on SNL, a lot of people will introduce me or be like, oh, I met somebody who said, you're actually really good. Oh my God, that's so you know? funny. Like, you're actually really yeah, good. Like you're so-and-so knew you in college and like said you were like really good, you know. And, that's so cool though. I, I love that that seems seemingly like. I peaked I mean, is what I'm saying. It's not that you peaked. Knowing that you have this background in dramatic acting makes me so excited because I find that like sometimes like my favorite people on SNL, they get done with it. And then they don't know what to do. Yeah. It's like this odd. I know. It's this mega showcase. Yeah. For a really specific, specific skill. Thing. Yeah. And then they get off and then you're and and then you're like, oh, you can only do the skill and there's not like another show. Right. Yeah. That's what's like scary about the I think that's why I'm trying to do these little Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's great. Yeah. It is like a, but I, but then some people do. I think a lot of people have really figured it out in a huge way. When when you were working with Noah, mm-hmm. is Greta, Greta's in it, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so then this is true. This is okay. I'm at this. I Greta Gerwig is in White Noise, which I I knew. Yes, and she's like the most wonderful, amazing, lovely, amazing. Wonder, and we talked about Timothee. Um, we had this like great conversation, and there's no cell phones on set. That's like yes. Which I really like. I, I tip read. Of the cap. Yeah, same, it was don't like think twice is the same thing. Kind of no, changed, no changed my life. But then after meeting Greta, I like was like, what if what I have on my phone is like I don't know what I said. And then I like went, I grabbed my phone and hid in the bathroom just to like make sure. What do you mean? I just worry about like upsetting someone. You know, like the impression I have of her on my phone is somehow says something possibly that could be misconstrued as offensive. So I went. And it wasn't. I was fine. But just, like, that's the panic. Right. When you talk to Greta, mm-hmm. she ever ask you to do the impression for her? I don't think she knows I do the impression. No way. Yes way. That's why I hid in the bathroom and did, like, I don't know, what's that called? <laughs> like, control, quality control. <laughs> you know we're going to release this to the world, She's right? fine. She can watch it. It's fine. It could easily be better. I can work on it and make it better for her. This is great. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. I don't know. It, I've never done it on the show. Will you do it right now? And then we'll, we'll like, put this together. I was just sort of like, yes, yes. Uh, um, it's so uh, wonderful being <laughs> Mike Birbiglia is, uh, it's just in a lot of like, shame. I think in the video, in the video I go like, Noah Bombeck, yes, yes. Oh and, my God. Uh, but it was fine. Does anyone get mad about the impressions? I've gotten notes from somebody and I <laughs> I've gotten notes. I did get a note, but I cannot name I'll tell you after the pod. Um in the DMs of like, it's a little bit more like this, a little less this. From the person. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on. But in their defense, found it helpful. Oh, Impression really? was much better. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Working It Out is brought to you in part by Liquid IV. We're thrilled to have him as a sponsor. You don't need to be an athlete to need extra hydration through your day. Sometimes you forget to drink water, so it's it's perfect for that. It's great for me because I, I really have to stay hydrated, and it's great for long travel days, 
which is so much of my uh, my touring life. There's a very popular product among the staff of working it out. My brother Joe said, it's a great alternative to coffee in the afternoon when I want to pick me up. It's sweet, but it's only got 45 calories. It's a great thing to have in the office. Grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free, in bulk, nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WORKING for working it out. WORKING is the word, W-O-R-K-I-N-G at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop. Better hydration today using promo code WORKING. Working It Out is brought to you in part by GameTime.co. That's not GameTime.com. I don't know. That's a whole other thing. GameTime.co is a, a site where you can get the best tickets for events, sports events, concerts. This is a thing that I'm obsessed with. I don't know about you, but I'm very experience-based, especially if I'm bringing my family. I just want to make sure that the seats are good and I can see everything. And I just think this is a great site. It's an amazing interface, last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, views from all seats in the venue, lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code WIO, that's for working it out. That's WIO. For 20 bucks off your first purchase, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code WIO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. When Sarah Sherman was on, she called the Please Don't Destroy folks. Boys? Please Don't Destroy Boys. She says the Please Don't Destroy Boys. Yeah, was that real? You know... Multiple people refer to them as the Please Don't Destroy Boys. Okay. The Please Don't Destroy Boys. Yeah. Are, do you think they're boys just, or men? They're definitely, uh, they're bo- they're men inside of boys. Yeah, oh, that's a great answer. Yeah, because I think you look at them and you're like, and they're like really hardworking and, yes. and really competent and really smart. Yes. And don't, not to be effed with. Yeah, yeah, they're not to be effed with. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You have a thing where... You're living the dream, like literally. I mean, I made a goddamn movie about this, about uh-huh. how like being on SNL is like the dream mm-hmm, job. Mm-hmm. How do you live in the moment when you're doing the exact thing that you wanted to do? Um, well, it's hard. I I don't know. I think like I think about watching like because I'm I am in my 30s, SNL on VHS with like my childhood friends when we'd have sleepovers sure. and like that's when it feels really cool. Yeah. Yeah, but I never saw myself ever on the show. And I think a lot of people don't see themselves on the show who are on the show. Really? Yeah, I ask this question. Yeah, maybe there's like a few who are like born to be here. Um Oh, so you so so you think like for example like Bowen or or Sarah like they didn't think about being on it. Or maybe they say they but they clearly did. But the comment I'm sure they I don't know. Or but the please don't destroy boys. Those probably were like, I am genetically made <laughs> in a lab to <laughs> work on this show. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just remember like last year having a conversation and like none of us were like ever thought we'd be on the show. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. But I think 
once I moved to LA and like started doing Groundlings, then I was like, I have to be on the show. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was. That's when that's when the shift occurred. Yeah, I like went crazy, and I was like, I'm on. You know, I think I wrote myself a check because Jim Carrey did, did that. that. Yes, I did. I'm woo woo. <laughs> And so in case the listeners don't know, Jim Carrey famously (laughs) famously wrote himself like a check for like $5 million Million or something. I might get the the number amount wrong. I think it was 10. Yeah, and it was like like a check to himself and then like – and then he did make $10 million doing mm-hmm. a movie. And it's just like, it's it's such a bizarre story, but also like you, like you, did you I, write yourself a check? I was doing, this is so crazy. <laughs> it's so LA. I was, uh, I had a boxing teacher, this yeah. Australian woman taught me boxing. And okay. she was like, you need to write, and was also like life coachy as a lot of like fitness people in LA are. And she's like, you need to write yourself a check. No way. And then I like wrote, I don't know, like a hundred. She's like, more, more. And then I only wrote a million because I was like, I don't know how much they pay. Oh my God. And I had it in my wallet. And maybe it's in a different wallet, but that's really embarrassing. I and I don't love think it, I've told though. people that. I yeah. love that though. Yeah. I, it's such an unbelievable job to get. It's so, yeah, you're like blessed by above. I don't know. There is something about. So Larry Wilmore was on the podcast recently and he, he used the phrase putting it out there. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I think it's a it's a pop idea. It's a pop culture idea of like mm-hmm. putting it out there and then maybe it'll it'll come true. And in his case, it did for like right. a ton of things. Right. In your case, it did. But it's like, yeah, it you're not wrong. No. It worked for Jim Carrey. It worked for Larry Wilmore. Yeah. It worked for you. Yeah. I, I was like that mid, I was just so lost and it was like any like pathetic, like, woo-woo thing to keep me going. When you say woo-woo, you mean kind of hippie, hippie. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I come from hippies. Gosh. Um, yeah. I'd also read like a Nicole Byer thing around that time where she was like, if enough people say something about you or like it's, you're going to get – like I had a lot of people be like, you should be on the show. Yeah. You should. You'd be great on da-da-da. And then it like gave me the confidence to pursue it. This is the thing we do called the slow round. It's um. Do you remember a nickname from your life that was either good or bad? Uh, Clovis Petunia. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest one I've heard on the show. <laughs> really? Clovis Petunia. Yeah. From what? All my friends call me that. Based on what? I've uh. I've no. I Chloe's like. I'm never called my name. Okay. I'm Chloe. <laughs> All of these are. Klobuchar, Chloe Jones, Klobuchar. <laughs> I don't love, but I've called it a lot. Klobuchar. Uh, because of Senator Klobuchar? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I started to be calling Klobuchar and Klobi, uh, uh, Chalo forever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love all these. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, you remember a time you were so scared you ran away? Yes. And today it came back to haunt oh me. Oh, gosh. A woman and I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> last fall. Both of us blondes filmed, had a, we like Karen'd each other and we both filmed each other over our dogs. No way. Yeah. And today, like truly this morning, this woman saw me and like did a, basically like I have a dog, I have a Shiba Inu. Just to be clear, you Karen'd each other basically is based on the woman who filmed the bird watcher. Right. But this is, this is the wrong word. We basically, here's what happened. 
I was walking to the West Side Highway with my dog. He's not well trained. It's in his breed. It's not my fault. He's a Shiba Inu. And he kind of like his. <laughs> Is that one of your nicknames? <laughs> Shiba Inu? Yeah. <laughs> you could, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His leash was like extending the sidewalk. And then she was like, move your fucking dog. And my, and I have like a bad quality where I'll just immediately be like, Oh, really, bitch? You know? Oh, my gosh. But I use more. And so we just, like, expletive. I just, I don't know why. More what? I'm just like. Worse than like, that? You fucking crazy cunt. Like, really? <laughs> no, yeah, I no. just, I go right to cunt. No. Yes. No. And I forget that what are people. you talking about? I swear to God. I was like, I was like, really, cunt? Like, it just falls out of, I have to work on, it's like a huge issue I have to work on. This is wild. And then, this I know, you wouldn't, ex- this is you wouldn't sex. expect it from me. explosive. My dad's like, I don't know, I don't know where it comes from, I don't know, I don't know. We just yell in the bay, I don't know. So then she's like, fucking, ba-, you know, and it was like, truly like, we're in the West Village. Whoa. It's so beautiful. What was the offense in the first place? She just told me to, she was like, move your fucking dog. Oh, and I was she like, started and then fairness. I said, excuse me, bitch. And then, yeah, which yeah. I shouldn't have done. And then she went crazy. And then suddenly the C word comes out. But then I had to also go to the West Side Highway. So we were in the same direction. Right. Then she whips out her phone and is like, you're harassing me. You're harassing oh, me. No. Which is like terrifying. And I didn't know what to do, and so I filmed her back. And it was so goofy and so stupid. I had to call, like, ten people and say that this thing happened. And in it, you'll just see me filming this blonde woman. But I have the footage of her, and we're both blonde. (laughs) Anyway, and it's me being like, you're crazy. I don't know what. And That should be, first of all, this is a slow round, but that should be a bit eventually. Maybe you already (laughs) are thinking of it as a bit. I haven't thought about it. I don't know. Maybe I'll see her again and apologize. Would you apologize? I should apologize. It was just so— But I don't think you should apologize. I mean, look, she threw the first punch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who talks like that? When you see my dog, you'll be like, who Who would ever talk? Exactly. He's like a puppy. <laughs> That's what I do. I always go, he's a fucking puppy, which wow. I shouldn't do. It's like I get very protective of my dog. I thought it was hilarious. A lot of people were like, "You're this is going to wind up ruining you. Right. Um, like TMZ, mm-hmm. age six. Yeah. Working it out. But I ran away today to <laughs> oh my gosh. answer your um, <laughs> question. Do you remember a smell from your childhood? Oh, um, so many. Um yeah, I yes, and it my my friend Erica and my friend Mimi's parent Jewish, I somehow would like have like a hundred things in their freezer, and so that has a really distinct smell. And so if it have a popsicle, it would taste like everything else in the yep. freezer. And then yep. my my first boyfriend also had that same freezer oh. refrigerator thing, and that was sort of like, oh, you're familiar. Yeah, it's like, is that even a smell? Like the freezer smell, smell. is when definitely a thing. thing. Yeah. But what is it exactly? I don't know. And then when it makes the other foods taste like yes. the smell. Everything just smells like freezer. Freezer, yeah. And sort of tastes like freezer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were a kid, do you remember any group that wouldn't let you in? Oh. Uh, I was, I've always been a floater. Okay. Like friends with. Similar. Yeah. Similar. Entertainers, what can we what can we do? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's a thing. Well, you're an adapter. Adapter, yeah. You're like and adapting I, to whatever group. It's, it's yeah. like the and I have accent. no personality, and I have to change it. Yeah. What's the accent? <laughs> I'm so thing? inauthentic. You, 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 someone does their <laughs> Irish, and then you do your yeah. Irish. Yeah. Um, 
gosh, so many. Um, what was the group that you were like, come on, let me into your group? Uh, come on, it's ridiculous. I feel like as a kid, I wanted to be a dancer and I couldn't leap high enough. And then, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the teacher had to take my mom aside and explain that, like, I couldn't leap high enough. I was like, my body weight just like wouldn't do that and I had to be demoted and oh. then I kind of lost my my dance friends. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> that is tough. Yeah. I'm noticing that even with my daughter, like which kids can do dance, which right. kids can, which kids can do gymnastics yeah. and which kids can. It's yeah. tough. Looking back, very funny to have to like do do the test. Oh, I know. And leaping is like the dumbest physical thing. I don't know. There's something like so silly. Yeah, so silly. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice anyone's ever given you that worked? Um, in earnest. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing's in yeah, earnest. Yeah, my teacher, like when I was, you know how I was so good in college. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were really betting on me, my teachers. Yeah. Um, were like, you're gonna be on, you're gonna be Nora in the doll's house the year you graduate. Wow. Never happened. Wow. Um, but they were like, I think I was kind of confused how to not be in college because it really was the happiest I ever was. Uh, and the, her whole thing was show them who you are. Okay. Teach teach them who you are. So like, because I think everyone's so quick to like label or put you in a thing. Sure. You know, even with like I'm in comedy and I have to teach people I can act or, you know. Right. And it's really like you have the control and the power. Oh, that's such good advice. Yeah. I don't know. If you want to be something, you can teach people you are that thing. I feel like one of the biggest frustrations in life is often that the feeling of being misunderstood. Yeah. And so like the teaching them mm-hmm. who you are is like kind of the answer to that. A hundred percent. Which is like people don't, like I know tons of artists who are like, people don't understand this about me. And I'm yeah, often yeah, yeah. like, people don't understand this about me. It's right. like, well, it's kind of on me. To teach them. I got to teach them. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, like acting can just be like absolute hell. Or at least I felt like it, where everyone's like, well, you're more blah. Yeah. Or like, well, but you're this thing. Yeah. And then it's like the then the the art and the career and the beauty of that, it just like dies so quickly. Do you ever get hung up on SNL that the, because you're an actor, you're a dramatic actor, that you're not going deep enough because you got to go so deep so fast? Sometimes when I'm having a bad read through or I just really ate shit um, and I'm sleep deprived during the read. If I'm not in something for a long time, I go into like, I could have been. And I'm like, what's with all these bits? Like no one really, I'm like, oh God, here we are, another little skit. And like, that's when I just like clearly haven't done enough work. Right. And I want to like take it down in my head. I think about that all the time when I watch the show. I'm always like, if I were on the show, I would be so frustrated all the time (laughs) about the thing I just did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I had that like when I, I guest hosted Jimmy Kimmel Live and I found out it was like this weird thing where I was like, Oh, it goes so fast. Yeah. You can't even think about the thing that you just fucked up. No. That's what, like, the beauty of how it's structured. Yeah. And Monday, by Monday, no one really remembers <laughs> Saturday. how great you were on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and I have really experienced where I've, like, crushed uh, on us, and I walk in, like, so oh my God. thinking I'm going to have, like, another great week. And, like, the week after doing really well yes. was always the worst. Um, oh, what's the thing that you, reading a book, seeing a movie, seeing a play, like what do you crave in art when you see it? What's the thing you want to see? 
Hmm. I I mean, I really like love a good performance. I'm such a I, I like even just like the dropout. I was like, yeah, yeah, because it's like drama, but it's not. Yeah, and it's like funny, but it's not. Wait, did you do an impression of her on Instagram? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we do it or no? Uh, what greater is there? Wait, no. What greater <laughs> gift is there than achieving world peace? Oh my God. You actually are wildly grounded as a person to talk to her, or, or but then when you go into the voices, it's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Just like <laughs> something's broken. <laughs> Working it out is supported. By Masterclass, we are thrilled to be supported by Masterclass. It's a streaming platform that makes it possible for anyone to watch or listen to hundreds of video lessons taught by more than 150 of the world's best. So, for example, working out listeners might be interested in filmmakers or writers like David Sedaris, Issa Rae, Martin Scorsese, Warner Herzog, Malcolm Gladwell, and more. Margaret Atwood teaches creative writing. Amy Tan teaches fiction, memory, and imagination. That sounds fantastic. Whether you're watching Masterclass on TV, listening in audio mode, or in the app, or on their site, the quality speaks for itself. This holiday season, give one annual membership and get one free at masterclass.com slash perbigs. Right now, you can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash perbigs. Masterclass.com slash perbigs. Offer terms apply. Working It Out is brought to you in part by Helix Mattresses. Helix is uh, our original sponsor. I want to say they were our first or second sponsor ever in the Working It Out history three years ago. Uh, It's an awesome company. They make phenomenal mattresses. The new one that I wanted to tell you about is called the Helix Elite. They've harnessed years of extensive mattress expertise to bring their customers an elevated sleep experience The Elite Collection includes six different mattress models, each tailored for specific sleep positions and firmness preferences. Every Helix Elite mattress comes with a 15-year manufacturer's warranty and the same 100-night trial as the rest of Helix mattresses. Working it out, listeners, uh, get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. For our working out listeners, go to helixsleep.com slash perbigs, promo code HELIXPARTNER. This is their best offer yet, and it will not last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. So this is the sort of the working out new material section of the show, which mm-hmm. is newly called From the Notebook. Uh-huh. Um, do you have stuff from your, from your notebook that you're working on right now? Yeah, I think my latest thing is for tomorrow, I do... Um, celebrities coming and then I was told (laughs) that might be too racy for what we're doing which will have aired so then prior to coming in here I was trying to think of like gentle euphemisms for coming wait so which celebrities do you do coming all of them baby (laughs) do you want to do it or no um yeah well like like for example here's like the first one it's like Drew Barrymore and it's like I'm coming I'm like super oh my god coming this is literally blowing my you know and then but I don't think I can say coming in front of my boss or can you I don't know I think so someone gave me a phone call and was like it's way too and then another person was like you're fine 
and trying to think of like another way to say coming such a funny coming. Um, who else do you do? Um, my favorite coming is Francis McDormand. Okay. It's like, okay, <laughs> okay, I'm and then it's like, oh and then it goes like this. It goes, I just came. Oh my God. <laughs> I have this thing that I'm going to do on Fallon tomorrow, which is like, because I, I talk about in the show that you saw, Old Man in the Pool. Yeah. I talk about how I had cancer when I was 20. And so ever, ever since then, I go for my annual cystoscopy. And the thing yeah. that happens I don't use drugs recreationally. Mm -hmm. And so when I go under anesthesia, Uh. I'm wild. (laughs) I'm wild. I'm just like, this is awesome. (laughs) We should do this all the time. (laughs) And the anesthesiologist, I said to him, I'm in the the gown and everything, and my wife's there. And I go, so what is it that you're giving me? And he goes, "Uh, propofol. And I go, oh, that's the one that killed Michael Jackson. And he goes, and Joan Rivers. Oh, my God. And I was like, this isn't like a yes and activity. (laughs) This isn't like a who died doing what you're about to do brainstorm. Uh, (laughs) Like, I'm sort of looking for like, yeah, but that Michael Jackson thing had a lot of other stuff going on. He had an amusement park in his yard. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's so funny. So there's that. And then there's, uh, and then I, so I go under and then. When I come up, I'm like, I'm super high. <laughs> and I'm saying to my wife, we should do this at home. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we should do this at home. And she's like, all right. <laughs> and then I'm like making a case for it because uh-huh. I'm high. Right. And, and so I'm becoming like the, it's all natural drug right, right, guy right, at, right, like, right. at like music festivals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's, it's from it's the all, earth. Yeah, it's like, it's from the earth. It's from soybean. <laughs> I go... I literally said this because I've asked the anesthesiologist like what it's made of. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's lipids. Oh, no. It's just, li- I swear to God, <laughs> it's just lipids. I don't even know what lipids are. And I'm <laughs> trying to convince my, yeah, right. exactly. I'm trying to convince my wife like, it's fine because it's lipids. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so I'm doing that uh, at, on, on Fallon. Can Yeah, inappropriate question? Of course, there is no inappropriate. Because I remember my dad going under, um, and then they shaved a lot of him. Oh gosh! Do they do that to you? I've never. Well, no, I've never had that. Because he woke up high as hell, and everything was shaved. Oh my gosh! And that was very funny. I think in an emergency situation, they do stuff okay, like that. Okay, but this that. is just like a check. This is just casual. A check, casual check. Casual. Yeah. They, this, the joke I make in the show is they <laughs> take a camera and they stick it through your penis to look in your bladder. I know you're thinking, Mike, a camera can't fit through a penis. Good news and bad news on that front. <laughs> yeah. The good news is it can. The bad news is the same as the good news. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing that on on uh, the Tonight Show, and it's funny because, like, I, I mean, maybe this is showing behind the curtain too much, but it's like you know, with talk shows, when you go on, mm-hmm. you have to have like a a call with the producer, right? Where you're essentially pitching what you're gonna say, right? And then they choose what stuff they like, right? And then. Uh, you and, get there. And then you get there and they go, you're going to do this, 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 and this. Right. Then you have to like memorize your own script. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like you have to memorize the thing that you actually don't even know. Right. And that you said on a phone call At like once. 9 a.m. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The funniest I had in the spring, or no, like June, because uh, I'd never done Seth, Ma- I'd never done Seth's show. Mm-hmm. Way to change it to just Seth. Seth. Ew. <laughs> 
you. I'm I'm brainwashed at this place. Everyone calls him Seth. I met the man one time. Seth Myers. Why did I do that? Everyone does that. Yeah. At work, it's Seth. It's, it's, the, yeah, it's, it's the, Seth. Yeah. Because a lot of people work at Seth. Yeah. During the week and then there you come go. to yeah. SNL. But anyway, I had the preliminary thing and then like I get there and they're showing me what it's going to be. But my day was the school shooting episode day. So oh my gosh. before giving me like, here's what you're going to do on the show. They're like, so no big deal. Like Jennifer Connelly backed out because Top Gun and uh, school shoot. But like, it's going to be great. Oh and you're going to go first. And then we have that senator oh my who like God. broke America's heart with his like touching speech. He's going to go after. But Seth's going to like do a Q&A and like, you know, like live in the mood. Like he'll do he'll do his monologue and like that. That's going to make everyone cry. But but then you'll come out and it'll be hilarious. Oh, my god. And gosh. it was insane. It was. And then the Q&A. So I'm standing like ready to go and I'm nervous. And then the Q&A is like, so what do you think we should do about gun control? Like no. nothing was funny. <laughs> yeah, that that's the funny thing about like how like how often we're in comedy situations where – the wind is not in our favor no, no. to succeed. No, because no, then I was like, okay, you did pretty good. And then you like leave and I'm kind of like, did I do okay? And everyone's just watching the senator, you know, like cl- like yes. give the most touching and everything. It was like death silence. It was crazy. I had that happen. And, and this is the life of a talk show every day. Yeah. I, when a guest host is for Jimmy Kimmel, it's like that it was it, when the leak occurred before the Roe v. Wade decision. And oh it was like, my God. and it was like, well, I don't even know, like, what could I possibly say? Right. Cause you have to address America. Yeah. That's like the new thing with talk shows. <laughs> you have to address the nation, <laughs> which I'm like, when did that start? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's all, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Lipids. But it, it yeah, lipids. It's lipids. Yeah, it's lipids. No, it's lipids, bro. <laughs> it's lipids, baby. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It is, yeah. I find it like, I mean, SNL has to deal with like political oh stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. With the Roe v. Wade, th- yeah. It's so interesting, like a punch up room for that kind of stuff. I'm not yes. in it because I don't write those, right. but it always like blows my mind. Whew. Um, yeah. Do you write for yourself on the show? Do you mm-hmm. pitch stuff for yourself? We all do, yeah. 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 Didn't know that going in. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe wouldn't have tried so hard to get the job. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> a lot of homework. Um, yes. Yeah. No, it, that's like that's when it's the most satisfying. But obviously you like pitch and then five geniuses make it way better. Right. And then you're like so grateful. That's what Sarah Sherman was saying when she was on the show. She was like, she was like, it's so crazy to go your whole career writing for yourself and yeah. then like people start writing in your voice. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. It's this year especially. Like I think like starting I think Sarah's year is really great and the please don't destroy boys there were like 10 new people forget about it and but it made it like way more collaborative I feel like my first year that I'd be like there would be like one person I could go to because everyone else was like dealing with the higher ups um but but like the greatest gift yeah is when you'll be like oh let's do this and then they just like give you like a perfect script and then you're like, I don't know what to change. Is it, like, how does it compare to, like, working at Groundlings? Um, very similar, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Although Groundlings, sometimes you'd do a solo write. Mm. And that would just be you on your own. And SNL, even if you write it on your own, then if it's picked, then, like, four people or two people will 
come on it, make it better, and then you'll table it with everybody. Yeah. So then 15 people just make it way better. It's great. Do you ever feel like when you do table reads, mm-hmm. do you ever feel like the laughs are wrong? Yeah, of course. You're like, come on. Yeah. That is funny. And I will say, especially if it goes well, I'm shocked. Yeah. The f- yeah, the amount of times I'm like, this is just going to kill yeah. to like nothing. Yeah. And then the thing I'm like, this is going to eat such shit is the thing that does well. Melanie and I talk about it all the time with stand-up is like, if you imagine laughter in your head, there will be no there laughter. There will be no laughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like annihilating. Yeah. It really it's is the though. The only like true thing in comedy is if you hear laughter in your head, right. it will not exist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially like a like clever little wordplay thing, and no one laughs, and it's so painful. <sighs> I think it's because comedy is imperfect. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you're just hmm. taking stabs in the dark with imperfect things, mm-hmm. and then some of it clicks. Yeah, and you go cool. Right. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'll use that this year. The thing we end with is called Working It Out for a Cause, and we give, uh, I I donate to an organization that you think is doing a good job, and then uh, we link to them in the show notes and encourage others to contribute. Great. Is there anyone you think is great? Yeah, I really love Best Buddies. Best Buddies? Yeah. It's an organization that helps people who are developmentally challenged get jobs, find community, friendship. It's bestbuddies.org. Yeah. This looks fantastic. Yeah, there's like walkathons. It's awesome. I've met like wonderful people through it. This is great. Well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give to Best Buddies, and uh, and and I encourage folks to do uh, click in the show notes as well. And um, thanks, Chloe, uh, for for coming on. You're a riot, and I just can't <laughs> wait to see what you do next. Working it out because it's not done. Working it out because there's no. That's going to do it for Working It Out with Chloe Feynman. Holy cow. Uh, Chloe Feynman is just a riot. You can see her on Saturday Night Live. She plays, last week she played Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> it was it's so funny. That's, it's a cold open. It was so, so funny. And uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Chloe is crazy. C-H-L-O-E. I-S, crazy. Um, or you can see her in the film White Noise, which is on Netflix soon, the Noah Baumbach film. Our producers of Working It Out are myself, along with Joseph Berbiglia and Peter Salamone, associate producer Mabel Lewis, consulting producer Seth Barish, assistant producers Gary Simons and Lucy Jones. Sound mix by Shub Sarin, supervising engineer Kate Belinsky. Special thanks to Marissa Hurwitz and Josh Upfall. My consigliere, Mike Berkowitz, and special thanks to Jack Antonoff and Bleachers for their music. Special thanks to my wife, the poet J-Hope Stein. Her book is called Little Astronaut. It's a book of poems. It's in bookstores right now. Special thanks, as always, to our daughter, Una, who built a radio fort made of pillows. Thanks most of all to you who are listening. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Look, it's, 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 sometimes it's hard to talk to your enemies, right? We all know that. How, how, do, you, how do you begin the conversation? But... I had this thought, like, maybe stop by a local bakery, ask the baker, hey, I'd like to send a message to my enemies. Could we put on a cake in frosting? Like, eh, like on the, you know, just on the cake. Just like, hey, I know we're enemies, uh, 
but there's this podcast you should check out. Two creatives, workout material, creative ideas, a lot of fun. Maybe that's too much writing for a cake. All right. Well, we'll work that one out next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>